Oh, can you do the intro? I'm very distracted. <laughs> what are you distracted by? This. Lighting candles. <laughs> Unless this is our intro. Can this actually just be our intro? This is, a, bad, pr- this is a pretty bad intro, but I guess it's a pretty bad time, so. Ha, ha, ha. Hey guys, welcome to Rosé All Day Anyway with Erica I don't know if that's the... This one is going to have our new theme song, Katie. Is it actually? Like, is it ready? I was going to yeah, ask no, you before the intro. We're on the new new. We're okay. on the new new. We can roll it out online. Okay, so, like, you know, backtrack everything we just said. I hope you liked our new theme song, guys. Yeah, wasn't that so cool? So great. I will I be hearing it for the first time when I start editing this episode. <laughs> you haven't listened to it? Well, no, we... We'll, I heard a we'll draft. Talk. Yeah. We'll, a- talk, we'll talk afterwards. We have we have a, a couple decisions to make. We'll talk afterwards. But a shout out to Danny Townsend, who worked with me on our theme song. Very exciting. And also just a shout out to Renata and, and Louie, because they're cool. And a shout out to them being, they are currently all quarantined in New Jersey. And I know Renata and Danny have been doing the good work, the Lord's work, working, both doing their job in a house and also taking care of a two-year-old. Yep. Yes. As I told my dad, I'm really glad I'm not stuck in this apartment with your grandchildren right now. I'm glad you don't have any. (laughs) So, this is our quarantine episode. Woo! But it may not be the only one. Who knows, We have no idea how long this is going on. But even though many of you will recall from previous episodes that Erica and I live, what, eight blocks apart? Is that where we live? Trying to think because I moved. Yeah, I think we're eight blocks now. And there's a siren that I will not be able to cut out or I might... I'm just waiting for a second. Leave the siren in. That's yeah, the time we're look, look, the sirens are going off nonstop in the neighborhood right now. So it's pretty post-apocalyptic out there. Anyway, we have no idea how long this quarantine is going to go on. And even though Eric and I live eight blocks apart, we are doing the responsible thing and the hardest thing for both of us, which is to social distance between between it's eight blocks. Close. We're so, so close, close yet so far. I haven't seen you in weeks. This is the first time I'm seeing your face. So as we just said, we I think because we're both really exhausted from the amount of videoing we've been doing with people from work and in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've actually seen your face in a few weeks and we've just been texting. Actually, yeah, we have not we have not FaceTime. Amongst although I will say, like when like a week ago during quarantine, I was like, what the fuck is social distancing? Because I've had more Google Hangouts calls with people than, oh, shit. I got a phone call. Somebody else trying to FaceTime me. So you probably heard that just now. Apologies. 
Anyway, I've had more Google Hangouts dates with people I haven't seen in ages than like I ever did in person right now. It's kind of crazy. Every night, literally. We had to schedule this time. We couldn't just spontaneously do it. Yeah, I had to turn down one with a group of high school friends today because I'm doing one with another high school friend. These are actually all people, though, I talk to, with the exception of one person who's in that group. These are actually all people who I do talk to fairly regularly, like yeah. uh, my best friend. But we actually don't often talk as a group. That's something we rarely do. And so we are, we, I had to be like, oh, I had one with them last Friday. But now another friend from middle school and high school, she and I haven't done anything yet. So she and I will be doing something Friday night. And she's also making me a, a mask. For this time, she's making me a face mask. It's very cute and color coordinated. I was like, I just don't want an ugly one. If I have to wear one, I just don't want it to be ugly. And she was like, I'll make you one. <laughs> so Erica's getting custom masks made in quarantine. Also, if it sounds like I'm sitting right next to you and Erica is far away on a cell phone, it's because all the equipment's at my house and Erica's very pissed about it. I'm so pissed off about this. I tried to plug in the only microphone I have. It's like a handheld mic and like that wasn't going to work. And like, I'm really pissed off about this. So now I'm just yelling so that Katie has to deal with my level later. That's my, that's my payback right now. But we are both totally in isolation. My puppy dog is in DC with Brian and mostly because I didn't want her to be cooped up in quarantine here. So I am also totally alone. You're totally alone. What have you been doing in quarantine, Erica? Well, wait, do we want to say what we're drinking first? Yeah, why don't we see what we're drinking? So Erica I'm Atkins, drinking wine time. Wine time. We still haven't made a, we got to make a thing. Yeah, I know. I need to make a jingle. I, I think it should just be me going, wine time. <laughs> Maybe I'll take that um, and make it the jingle. <laughs> I'm drinking. Hold on. Let me go. Let me go get what this bottle is. It should be noted that Erica is currently in full rose garb for this podcast. And her shirt. I actually happened to wear this today because it felt good. And now it kind of just goes with the theme. I have Uh I have regressed in quarantine and I'm refusing to wear anything but crop tops. I've never worn a crop top in my life. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've never worn a crop top in my life, but in quarantine, I was like, you know what? I'm going to regress to my best teenage self and be the teenager I never got to be and wear crop tops all the time. <laughs> I used to wear crop tops when I was a teenager, so I don't anymore because I know what that body was, and that's not here anymore. So. <laughs> I'll walk away from that. Okay, so I am drinking something from Ava Grace Vineyard. It's a rosé. It is, of course, what year do you think it is? 2018. You know it. You know it. And it got him good. Fruity, full, and del- delicate. Fun fact: I have always, as Katie will contest, I have always taken this pandemic thing very seriously from word go. So maybe it was like three, like just like three to four weeks ago, I bought a crap ton of wine all in one shot, and I bought a whole bunch of wine bottle labels that matched the decor of my living room. And so this is the last of that series because I, I drank the other one. But they're like, now I have them all up on a shelf in my apartment with twinkle lights inside of them. Because <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to use this as a time to also step up my decoration game. Mm -hmm. So that is what I'm drinking. It is exactly what it says on the bottle. It is fruity, full, and delicate. And I am I'm actually eating it with summer sausage and cheese and crackers right now. So that's what I would recommend. Katie, what are you drinking? Sadly, I'm actually not, not drinking a not a rosé. No, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. I don't I it's Here we go another siren. The name is called like Boggle or something. I don't know. You know what it was? It was $9 a bottle and I fucking bought the bulk of that shit. So that's what we're drinking. I have found myself in quarantine drinking far more frequently not getting drunk or anything but like because of these nightly google hangouts my friends are like let's have a glass of wine together and i'm like i've had a glass of wine together every night this week that could be a lot yeah so i'm trying to like pare down a little bit obviously tonight you in your text earlier were so frustrated you said i want to get blackout drunk tonight so and then i said but i can't but you can't work to do tomorrow yeah but I feel like it's a good segue for what we were talking about earlier. I want to, first I'm going to preface this all with I'm absolutely all on board with all of us being kind and not judging each other and being thoughtful and supportive during this time. But I had a moment earlier. I was waiting for that but. Katie <laughs> <laughs> and I were talking and I was like, every time I see one of these memes about how people are bored right now or about how they're not doing work, I'm like, what the F is this? I'm working like eight hours, eight, 10, 11, 12 hours, like no break mm-hmm. every day. And maybe it's because of my role. Maybe it's because I work at a nonprofit. Certainly I know if I was still a server like I was, I probably would. I, like that would have been like my main work. So now I'm going to do something else at home. But Yeah, but you and I are in a position of leadership in our organizations in which we are having to field phone calls and deal with uh, like teachers and teaching artists who are losing their jobs left and right, who are losing work. We're trying to stop the bleeding. So like, yeah, you and I it's have both been coming out like every other day, like mm-hmm. every other day, there's like a new law. Everyone mm-hmm. has to figure out. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. And it's been a lot, like the amount of like Zoom meetings and phone calls. Like I feel somebody at least like once a day, someone is in tears on the phone with me and it's been heartbreaking. And I mean, I know you and I are both very much working our asses off to like try and make sure that that doesn't happen. But yeah, like this being bored in quarantine, I've been like, I'm like, I specifically wanted to be in quarantine alone because I was like, you know what? Like, I have been refusing to reflect on myself for so long. Like, not refusing, but just ignoring myself for other people for so long that, like, I really need to be in total isolation and, like, be forced to reckon with some things within myself. So that's why I really wanted to be quarantined alone. And you and I even talked about spending quarantine together at one at one point but our apartments are so tiny and we're both on Zoom calls 50 times a day that I don't think that would have worked at all. <laughs> no, it was like... That was idealistic was thinking. I was trying to like brainstorm what that would look like and all I could really wrap my head around was that that meant that you would get my living room Yeah, and I would be in my No way. No way that would have worked. Yeah. Oh, and we would kill my internet connection. Mm-hmm. No way that would have worked. We would have killed each other. 
But like I've had to like carve out specific space, even in quarantine for myself, like working on my book or like, you know, I've picked up the old guitar in the corner and I've been trying to teach myself to play a few things, but just like things to take care of myself because like we're just like constantly on the phone with people, constantly like sending emails, trying to figure out how to keep our teachers working and how to how to pivot to digital learning and how to keep our funders from panicking and keep them investing in us. It's a lot. It is a lot. All these new laws. I said this in text message the other day, but I had thought about, it was so funny when you sent me that photo because I had thought about texting you because I knew it was there because it belongs to my former former lover, um, former lover, former you, Bo, right? Something like that. And I was like, oh, I actually kind of regret that he used to keep a guitar at my apartment and I gave it back to him. It made a great dramatic breakup moment. But like, I was like, oh, he probably wouldn't have noticed if I had kept it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should get that guitar at Katie's place. Erica's (laughs) former flame went on a spree of new name for him. Yeah. Went went on a kick of dropping off his Gortars at different friends' houses. And I ended up with one. And it's just been sitting in the corner for like a year unused. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. Like I really have an urge to play a musical instrument right now. And I took guitar when I was like nine. I don't remember anything. So I've been sitting here like teaching myself chords off the internet. And I got one of my teaching artists sent me an app to help me tune it. I got it in tune. Pretty excited about it. I felt like a big girl doing it all by myself. That's exciting. Maybe one day when we're not so far apart. Well, we're not far apart right now. We're literally within a five to ten minute walk of each other right now. But when we are physically together, we can maybe do like a handoff or something. Because I was thinking, I saw it sitting back there one of the last few times I was there. And I was like, I want to take it. I feel like I won't get emotional about that. Like, I feel like I won't be like, you know who this guitar belongs to? I'm like, no, I just want a free guitar. Yeah, but (laughs) you realized today that you have a keyboard, and so I suggested we start a shitty quarantine band together. And I didn't respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe at the end of quarantine, we'll debut our shitty band song we'll record a bad love song why would i record a bad love song when i'm a good singer who can actually well the singing will be good i'm talking about the instruments (laughs) between your keyboarding and my gortaring maybe you stop calling it gortaring (laughs) i think that's funny it's making it's amusing me everything that amuses you in quarantine is allowed as my best friend mariah shout out to mariah in arkansas said there are no rules anymore and I've been saying to a lot of people to justify my crush on Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's really making his run for president right now, right? He he's is, this uh, he his bid's coming. His audition for the role of president. And to be fair, I did not vote for him in the last governor. Okay, election. okay, wait. Before we go there, why don't we recap because we got a lot of listeners who aren't in New York. So why well, everybody's watching Andrew Cuomo, even though they're not in New York. That's true. But why don't we give like a little like a little a little recap of of how we got here and what's how going on? How we got to be in quarantine? <laughs> I mean, what were the steps? Like, I mean, like the last like we've been in isolation. How long you've been in lo- isolation longer than I have? Because I had to go down to D.C. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. 
back in late February, we started hearing like shit was starting to go down. Like cases were starting to pop up in New York. And something that kind of was revealed in the first few couple weeks of March is that that new Rochelle case, they knew about that in like mid to early February. Hmm. That was, it actually had, you know, been around for like a few weeks. So I think a big thing that people need to understand about New York and really to think about like where you live, it probably already is where you live at about the same level that it was at mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. At that like, time. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I when people are like, oh, you should leave. You should come home. I'm like, the time for me to leave New York would have been early to mid-February. And we yeah. didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. I still point, have... I still have family texting me like even just a little while ago calling me asking me to come to Arkansas. I'm like, do you know how dangerous it would be to me for me to get in my car and drive multiple days to get to Arkansas? Like how how much ex- contact I would come in at this point? And also like we've already been like my first week of March was business as usual. It was very busy. Like I taught in a school. I went to a I- conference the first week of March. Remember that? Right. You you flew in the airport. I was in I the airport, to, yeah. Like, two different networking events. Like, odds are we've already been exposed mm-hmm. and we may or may not be asymptomatic. Yeah. So like it doesn't make sense. Like I don't I don't want to go home to my parents' house for two reasons. One, I have to sit in that bedroom for two weeks because two, my parents are still running their restaurant right now. They're doing yeah. all takeout and curbside and like all that. But like they're still running their restaurant. I don't want to get home, get one of them sick, and then they get their employees sick, and then, like, their restaurant gets shut. Yeah. Like, I'm better off staying here in New York City, living alone, living on Riverside. Like, we live so close to the river that we don't actually really have to go to the busy part often. If you can time out your grocery deliveries well, you don't have to actually, like, be out and about that much. So, anyway, we're, we're digressing. We're supposed to be giving the timeline. I think so, this is all important to the timeline. <laughs> it, is, it is important to the timeline. And it's important for people I'm noticing in other areas who are like, I'm quarantining with someone else. I'm I'm like literally one of my best friends lives eight blocks away from me and we do not go to each other. Yeah, and yeah. We probably run and walk by each other's homes several times and yeah. we don't go to each other. You, we saw each other last right when I – got back from DC. So I went after, after the conference is right. Like right when I got back from the conference, early March was when the shutdowns was starting to happen. And people were like, go. It, there was no shutdown yet, but they were like, go into isolation. And I had right. to go down to DC cause I thought I was going to pick up my dog. But then I ended up thinking that it was the best thing for her to sit down. And I came back and you and I went to the grocery store. What was this? God, time doesn't matter anymore. When was this? Three weeks that ago? That might have been like two or three weeks ago. That was the last time I saw you because we both needed to go to the store at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the last time I went to the store. Too. And we went into a electronic shop for Erica to return her. We got another siren. For uh, Erica to return her headphones in which the shop owner one was like, no, we'll never close. And two kept touching my shoulder. And I was like and freaking out. I was like, stop. And it was a tight face. And three, they were trying, when he was talking about how they'll never close, he was basically telling me, I bought a pair of headphones. They didn't work. And he was trying to tell me that like, I could just come back later. Like they'll order yeah. a new pair and I'll come back later. And I was like looking at him like, you're going to be shut down within yeah. a week, which 
which they are now. This is also, this is an electronic shop that also sells bras and hand towels because you got got a hand towel. I ended up getting a pair of headphones at Conquest and I was like, you know what? Whatever, just give me a credit or keep the $25. And they were like, no, 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 what if you pick something else? And I was like, okay. So I ended up getting a pair of sheets, which are currently on my bed right now. They're very cute. And uh, I got a hand towel. <laughs> I tried to get you to buy a bra, but you wouldn't do it. I thought yeah, it was funny. I tried to get me to buy a really ugly bra. And I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so since then, I've the only other person that I've seen is Jeanette who lives below me and even we are social distancing in the hallways. We let each other pass. You always social yeah. distancing in the hallways though. I don't think that's new. Well, she's yeah, well true. But she's also an elderly woman and in case I'm asymptomatic, like I definitely don't want to. But she's been bleaching the entire hallway daily. I think also she's a little upset that I go out for a daily run because like yeah, I got have to. I have to go out for a daily run. But I notice she's been bleaching after I come back from my daily run, and so I think I'm gonna start bleaching for her so she doesn't have to start do that because I, I I feel bad. But I'm like Jeanette, I have to walk outside. Like I have to go for a run, and it's allowed. <laughs> That's what I noticed. I noticed that I, on the days when I start feeling really funky or anxious or like. Whatever. I haven't been outside. And even sometimes if I wake up with a bit of like a pit in my stomach and I'm like, oh my God, the Rona, is that you? I go outside and I'm fine. So I feel like for me, there's been a thing about being outside. I'm fine being alone, being outside with her, like not being outside with her. But the last week for sure, I've been like, I think... I said it to I was talking to my former slash current coworker and friend, Susie, earlier today before we got on. And I was like, I think this is the week that I like miss people. <laughs> like this, this is the week where I like, I have a feeling the next time that I see people and I'm touching people and I'm like, I'm probably going to cry a lot. And I'm not like a huge crier, but I already feel like whenever someone's like, I miss you or I want to see you or something like that feels emotional to me. And so I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to, like, lose it. I think when we're all finally able to, like, hug each other, it's going to be very emotional. Yeah, I think I'm just going to spend, like, a good, like, month crying. I'm obviously going to have to go home to, like, pacify, like, my family for sure, who were pissed that I wasn't, like, I got offered to come pick me up. I got, like, this series of, like, phone calls over and over and over again in, like, an hour from a relative who shall currently go unnamed. One option I found is our cow molly oh. area screen. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Siri, stop. Uh-oh. We got oh, Siri no. talking to us. <laughs> no, Siri. Anyway, but, like, I, like, you know, like, like, people really wanted me to come home. And at that point, what I had an understanding of was I was, like, I have probably already been exposed somewhere at some time. You know what I mean? Like, I had almost gone to a friend's house, and someone in her home had definitely tested positive, but I was just like, that was like the first week cases started popping up, and I was just kind of like, it's already everywhere. It's already everywhere. So at least in New York and probably in a lot of the countries, I was like, I'm better off staying here 
living alone. It's safer for me. It's safer mm-hmm. for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Traveling isn't worth it. Like, and I know you and I talked at one point about like, did we want to drive down to DC? Was that something that we wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, I don't. I actually would rather stay here at my home. Yeah, I think at this point it would be just dangerous for me to be around any family members or anything because I have no idea. I mean, like I was teaching up until the point they closed schools and they didn't close schools until three weeks ago. And so like the likelihood that you or I have come in contact with with it at all, I mean, it's very, very high. So, yeah, I feel like that's the big thing. So that's the interesting thing, I think, for our listeners who like aren't in New York. Most people under New York are operating under the assumption that they've been exposed. Um, So the lockdown mentality is like real here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That's a good point to bring up because, yeah, because we're hearing things and seeing things on social media. I think definitely you and I, like clearly like we're best friends. We could very easily just walk to each other's houses without taking public transportation or doing anything. But we've been very serious about like, okay, like self-quarantining. This means like we need to lock down. And so we're recording this podcast virtually and everything. But there are people who are not taking it seriously still. And granted, I don't hear about a ton of New Yorkers anymore doing that. Mostly what I I hear is elsewhere. I told you what happened the other day, right? I when I I normally go on a walk in the morning now. I'm less anxious about it. There are not that many people out in the morning, but there are not so few people out that like if someone were to kidnap me, no one would notice. (laughs) Like that's about like my my mo right now. That's a good thing for your family to hear right now. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's good for my family to know I'm I'm putting the kidnapping thing into consideration they would be proud of me um we all know i'm very kidnappable i've been talking about it for years and so (laughs) i was walking one of the last few times that i had walked in the afternoon so katie and i live off of riverside i'm on riverside and she's very close to it which means that we live by the riverside literally so when you go down to the river there is a park that you could get to if you were on the Hudson Parkway. You could like, you could park in the parking lot. You can also walk there by going down steps, and that's how I got mm-hmm. there. When I walked by the parking lot, there were two or three groups of like, and five, six, seven people, and like they were in their own group, like playing checkers, like drinking, like doing all this stuff. And I wanted to be like, no, 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 no. That's not the point. I don't care if they say groups of less than 10. You just shouldn't be hanging out at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, we watched the, you and I both watched the John Oliver in which somebody in like Tennessee or Kentucky, Kentucky. got. Somebody in Kentucky went to a coronavirus a party. Coronavirus party. Like the, the level of absurdity of that. And they got coronavirus know. from that. I saw someone from my hometown post online who's hosting a quarantine party tonight. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Not online? They were acting like who's having a party. Like this person is clearly a big extrovert and it's driving them crazy. And I understand that. I get like this must be so awful, awful, awful for people who are true extroverts. And this is confirming for me my suspicion that I'm just an extroverted introvert because I'm totally fine, like, 
yeah. being alone for a long period of time. I miss the people that I love, but like the idea of not having to like interact with a bunch of people all the time, that's, I'm fine. So, well, so what? Like, a, so for the extroverted part of you, what have you been doing to take care of that part of you? I mean, obviously, lots of texting, lots of video chat, just staying in contact with people, checking on them. I have friends and family who work in hospitals, so I've, like, been reaching out to them a lot to make sure they're okay. One friend, I asked her, what can I do to support her during this time? Um, she's a doctor down in Texas, and she said, she, all she said in the text message, she was like, I've seen some things and like, oh my God. And I was just like, so what can I do to support you? And she said two things. I will say this on our podcast. One, tell people to stay inside. Stay the fucking side, y'all. The medical professionals want you to stay inside, please. Two, she was like, just like send me texts and stuff of things that have nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just been sending her like memes and like videos and things like that when I can. Yeah. Man, yeah, I know. It's hard. Like, we're even talking about it here, but I feel like we're talking from it, I don't know, from quarantine, from our point of view, and we haven't, like, done this at all. Maybe our next quarantine podcast will have nothing to do with quarantine. We should – I was just thinking as you were talking that we should have some get, guests on during quarantine. I think we should do some I guest calls. I think I think people are available, and we need to get some guests on here. Maybe it's a high time, high time to do a follow-up with my parents. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. And how they're doing, keeping their business open. But we'll get some other folks on, do some guest artists. So this this episode is obviously like we're talking about the quarantine because we haven't been on in a minute and we've been trying to figure it out. But we'll try and make some more uh, lighthearted episodes or something about something else to distract people. I got something that feels lighthearted. At least it feels lighthearted to me. What? Which, by the way, quick segue from even the segue that I just made. I'm looking, so Katie in her home, they have like the porcelain pig and it's like pink and green and yellow. Mm-hmm. It's a piggy bank. And, it's, and I just thought to myself, oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I missed going over to my friend's home. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you and I are both like we actually are like good introverts like we're okay with being alone but even this part is hard and like I have friends who are really extroverted and I think those are the people who mostly I mean like a lot of people you know obviously are worried about their jobs and about healthcare and things and so I field a lot of those phone calls on a daily basis but I also feel a lot of phone calls from people who are just just anxious as fuck and being this alone and man I feel that it's really hard I mean the best remedy I've found at least for me in these situations is just like getting on the Google Hangouts and on I keep saying the because I want to feel like Bernie Sanders I want to reference everything with an article I want to be like the Google the YouTube the FaceTime (laughs) oh man well so there's two segue now there's the one that's gonna say what I said to my friend the other day and you and I have been talking about this. And I don't mind talking about this on the podcast because either A, he doesn't listen, and or B, he'll never reach out to me. And C, I blocked him on everything, so I have to unblock him. I said, the real test of quarantine is not reaching out to your ex. If yeah. you have been 
for lack of a better word, separated for someone, then less than a year, six months to a year, and you haven't like moved on to someone else, you might want to talk to someone who you know it's probably like not the best idea for you to talk to. Yeah. I wonder how many people are rekindling things via text with their exes right That's now. What I, yeah. I'm like, mm. But also I, the funny statistics to come out, you know, China, when they finally lifted the quarantine, what I've heard, and I'm sure a simple ask Jeeves search here. <laughs> ask Jeeves. Let's ask Jeeves would would show up red but what i've heard is that that the day after the quarantine was lifted china had a a record number of divorce filings yeah i'm sure which yeah which that's real and again why i didn't want to be in quarantine with anyone because i was like well especially if you're already having issues right let's be isolated and then my friend said everyone's either going to come out horny or divorced. Horny and divorced is what they said. And I was like, yep, that's, horny divorced. Yeah, that's I'm true. I'm super excited for everyone who's about to be back on the market. So that's exciting. <laughs> I think for me, though, what's interesting, because I know I know through you, because my former, what are we going to call him this time? My former paramour. I like that word, paramour. Yeah. Is that... Uh, not in the state at the Your moment. We know. Former gentleman caller. I like that. My former gentleman caller. Your gentleman caller. It's currently not in the Another state. Another siren. I'm not cutting any of the sirens out this time because no, it's just the real. Sirens are real. That's the world we live in now. Like that's literally New York right now. The sirens are going off nonstop all day. Stay the fuck inside, everyone. Stay the fuck inside. Okay, we should make a we should make a little like clip that we like play every once in a while, and we do like more quarantine episodes and be like, stay the fuck inside. <laughs> every time a siren goes off, we'll play it. <sighs> but he's not in the state right now. Yet I still really wanted to talk to him. So it wasn't yeah. like, oh, he's going to come over and we're going to hang out. So I was like really like thinking about and trying to break down like why do I want to talk to him so mm-hmm. much. And so like, it's interesting even not just like the physical aspect of it, but the emotional aspect can come into play too. Yeah. When you're worrying about people and you're trying to figure out like it's actually like I will list as one of my anxiety that I'm not supposed to talk to him and I, wo- and I worry he's not okay. And not that something's happened to him, maybe someone he loves or he's really anxious about something, and I'm not supposed to talk to him. That actually also makes me anxious right now. Yeah, I kind of, I've wondered about that. I've been like, when am I going to start getting really, well, actually, I've been really thinking about when am I going to start feeling starved for human touch? And I think I, I think I have felt that, but I think it more becomes, it, it more comes because I feel emotionally full and overwhelmed constantly just by the amount of like people we're talking to you and I both check on our friends constantly our friends are going through hardships we're dealing with teachers that are going through hardships and most of the time I just like want to be able to hug them and I can't so I have to like give some form of virtual comfort and like send them things like even my students like even it's even with my students and like we get to hold so as teachers we're not supposed to like touch your students or whatever that's like a that's like a a general cautionary thing but 
my students but I definitely hug many students. My students are all 15 years old and they're all like women non-binary folks who like just like need hugs constantly. And so I walk into that school and literally get like assaulted by students who just want to hug me. And so like when I talk to them on Google Meets or Google Hangouts, they just like I can feel it like in their texts, like all the things they're texting me, all the emojis and all the memes. A funny thing. Maybe we'll post some of these on Rosé all day anyways. But oh, so no, they're all of you, but OK. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, you need to get your students to make some. So, I we have in New York and as most places have transitioned to digital learning and what that consists of is me creating a 10-minute very funny video for my students that has a lesson and then we meet during our regular class time over Google Hangouts, but we don't really do a lesson during that time. I'm using that time as like self-care time and therapy time with my students. But they watch the video and they do like some kind of creative project. But what my students have started doing is taking screenshots of my funny videos and making memes out of them. And so we'll post some. Some are really good. I showed you a couple. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was cracking up earlier. So we have a meme challenge going on. Who can make the best meme out of Katie's videos? But what's that's when I really want to hug them, you know. What's interesting for me, though, is that so doing some type of digital teaching is trickier for me specifically and people who teach in programs similar to mine. So my organization has two different programs. We have our traditional after-school program, and then we teach in the alternative high school program. And the alternative high school program, they're actually working really hard just to keep their attendance rates up, period. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the tests were canceled. So like, yeah, what's the, what's the point? And most of our students are living in the parts of New York city. So here's something else for people to understand. Some parts of New York city are impacted way more than others. Katie and I actually live in one of the neighborhoods that is better off in this moment. Ironically. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're not in, we're not in Queens. Like, we're not near Elmhurst Hospital. We're not near Brooklyn. Like, yeah. it's a lot worse in some other areas than it is here. Yeah. And Although so we of- we do have a really high population of elderly and shut-ins, what they call it here. Yeah. Shut-ins, people mm-hmm. who don't leave, leave their houses. I, I'm not particularly fond of the term, but that's what it's used up in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there, I'm... I'm kind of concerned. Like, I live above two elderly women who... You know, other than the fact that they're able to grocery shop for themselves, they are technically shut-ins. Like, they never leave their houses in general. And so there's a lot of that in our neighborhood. And we're, like, our block association is very concerned about that and getting them food, but also trying not to spread it from people who are appear younger and healthier like me, but could be asymptomatic. So it's it's been a problem. And it's interesting, it's like I'm looking at a map literally right now of where the worst cases are, and we're not the worst. We kind of have shifted in the last week from where we were before. We're not the worst, though. If you if you know New York City and you were able to align the socioeconomic status of the city to, like, what the different, like, neighborhoods are and you kind of know what they are, for the most part, maybe with the exception of, like, the Williamsburg area, the places that have the most cases are where most of the working class families live. A lot of Manhattan 
especially the wealthier area, the Upper East, Upper West Side, like Midtown, all of that, they have the least amount of cases, Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense because most of those people have the kind of jobs and careers where they were able to start working from home weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people who work in or support the hospital, who are working in our grocery stores, who are UPS people, who are FedEx people, they're living in our neighborhood. They're living deep in Brooklyn. They're living in Queens. Like, that's where they live. So, of course. So, Mm -hmm. like, the thing I always say, what makes me sad when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I can totally align, like, with some of my schools are to this. And, like, we only go to schools that wouldn't have a theater program without us. And that's, like, the thing to think about with our students. When I was talking about earlier, a lot of our students live in the neighborhoods that are more heavily impacted. And so they are seeing more Mm -hmm. people around them dying than you or I might be. I mean, I know people who are positive. You probably know people who are positive at this point. Several people who have died at this point. Yeah, Yeah, That we know. None of my friends have died, thank goodness, but we both at least have friends who have friends who have died. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's and like awful. But yet I think about like some of our students who are living in these neighborhoods and they're probably seeing a lot more people around them dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that we've been struggling with, with like, you know, when you're looking at programming, you know, some of our students are dealing with this. And so mm-hmm. you just got to figure out like what's best to meet them where you are, where they are. Like you said, you're doing, you're using it as more of a self-care thing. Like you just got to figure out what's best for them right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's me personally. Like we're dealing with our, like you said, like our jobs have become far more hectic just on a daily basis. You and I have both been pulling like 10 to 12 hour days in the last like two, three weeks. But I like, I yes, for me, I do have to carve out like very specific time where I'm like, okay, I'm not talking to anyone right now. I need to go like play on this Gortar. Gortar. <laughs> the Gortar for a little bit, like just like fuck around with that or like work on my book or like do something or I'm going to go crazy because this is a time mm-hmm. where people could go crazy, like could literally just like like crawl out of your skin right now from both the amount of pain that you're seeing and not being able to actually be in person and do anything. And yeah, I mean, like, that's where I like I have been like, we've been doing webinars on self care, like meetings to get together open mics, like the whole literary community has, like, everything's been online, people are doing readings constantly, which I think is a really beautiful thing. Like people need that right now it's a good it's a very good distraction and I think like any distraction at this point is really I think it's healthy like it doesn't matter if you're you know going to a reading or if you're you know binge watching love is blind with your bff (laughs) that's what we've been doing guys we that's right Eric and I finally got on the bandwagon and we watched love is blind we didn't do the Netflix party because you have to be on a computer to do that. And we're both like grown up with like TVs and, you know, Amazon Fire Stick. So instead, we got, we would, sometimes there was a little technical difficulty, but we would get on and we would press play at the same time and we would text each other during the show. Yeah. And we did finish. And it was the train wreck everyone wanted 
So if you haven't you seen it. It was a train wreck, but I would say all the people on that show were actually, with the exception of one person, were actually able we to. We all know like, who you're talking about. I'm talking about Amber, not Jessica. Oh, okay. All right. Jessica was She redeemed herself her. in the end. Yes, okay. She right redeemed now. herself during the reunion, and Amber did not. But, like, all, most of the people on that show were, like, able to thoughtfully look back. Even if when you were watching it, you were like, mm, I don't like them anymore. Yeah. In the reunion, they were like, well, I'm realizing my behavior was triggered by my pattern. Of, I was like, oh, shit, you guys are pretty reflective. <laughs> well, so that actually, I was in a conversation with a friend prior to us jumping on this podcast. And my friend was like, oh, are you going to talk about these reality shows and self-isolation? Because these people were isolated. While they were together, they were still in like pods getting to know each other. And I think that's an interesting thing. And like, I have seen a lot of friends do some outlandish things in quarantine. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know what? Like, I get that. Like, I feel that right now. I feel like why you might need to like anxiety is a motherfucker. And anxiety is a mofo. Like, yeah, yeah my, my anxiety had definitely bubbled up, especially in the past week. So, and yeah. I, yeah, and I think, you know, what was really interesting is before this quarantine, when I was at my conference, you and I were texting because I was actually kind of quarantining at the conference. Okay, don't know, no one tell my boss, but my hotel. Maybe. Okay, anyway, I went to the conference. I also hung out at the hotel a lot. <laughs> That's it. That's all anyone needs to know. But one night when I was at the hotel, you were texting me to watch the Hillary documentary. And we were yeah. watching the Hillary documentary. And what was really interesting was watching Bill Clinton on the Hillary documentary. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. And what I I found particularly redeeming about any, like, I love, like, I love the documentary. But what I found particularly, like, amazing was the fact that he sat there and one talked about Monica Lewinsky which I was just like holy shit he never does yeah I didn't think that would ever happen but two that he said he even said like in so many words anxiety is a bitch and you don't realize like what you're doing is acting out of your own fear and like trying to have some kind of relief and I'm seeing that played out through so many friends, whether via text or Google Hangouts or on social media right now, I'm like, you know what? Like anxiety has a level and at some point you just kind of burst and you have to let it out in whatever ways it comes out. And so I think like, I think calling back my best friend Mariah here, like there are no rules anymore. And if someone does something pretty wild in quarantine, I think you can't hold it against them because this is a pressure cooker. It really Does that is. Mean I can my ex? <laughs> or that way you're giving you me know, I will not judge you. Will I tell you not to and maybe to call me and said, maybe I might do that. But I won't judge you for it, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Are you saying if we're going to hash the rest of the stuff out, we might as well do it when we're quarantined in different states? Okay. Well, there's okay. Are we going to open up this conversation here? We're not going to open up this conversation here. Well, we'll talk about this offline. Call some additional people in and be like, does anybody else have any opinion? Just so you guys know, all my friends have said, no, don't do it. Every single one of them have said this. <laughs> I wish I had no the one. ability to like randomly call a couple other people in, but I'd have to send them. You guys don't even understand the amount of effort we went to. We have, we have four. 
four different apps going in order to record this podcast. Yeah, we needed to see each other. I, even though I've been complaining a lot about the amount of video chat that I've been doing for work and personal life, I was like, I can't do this podcast and not be able to like look at you. Like we're literally staring each other in the eyes right now. Yeah, (laughs) we are looking at each other via Google Hangouts. We are recording Erica's via Zencaster. We are recording me via my my equipment, my Focusrite and my Scarlet Mixer through into GarageBand. Like there's like a whole lot happening here. So we can't just randomly call anybody and and dial them in. Yeah. We loop back to so I have two different things running through my head and I'm gonna go with the first one. Can you can you hold on to those for two seconds? I just want to grab a little bit more wine. Oh, I'm gonna go make a vodka drink and we'll Are you gonna hold are you gonna hold on to those thoughts? To what? My thought? I can definitely hold on to one. The other one might go. But I I Do you wanna say the one that might go first? What are your two thoughts, Erica? I was thinking, do you remember the comment I told you when Bill Clinton was like talking about his anxieties? I said to you, oh, cool. So do you, is, is 70 the age? Is 70 the age when men are able to reflect on their self-destructive <laughs> behavior and why that is? Cool. My God. Okay, so we've, we've only got 40 years to go until yeah, that. We're both right. fucked if that's the way it is. Right. All right. Let's go get drinks. We'll okay. Meet, we'll meet again. We'll be right back. While we were refilling ourselves, I decided to step up my game and make a cocktail. But I don't know how I feel about this cocktail. Why? What's in it? I'm basically trying to make like an almond milk cocktail, which I've done before. I don't really know how this one turned out, though. I think maybe the Grey Goose might be worth throwing it off, but it is almond milk splash of Grey Goo, then some rum chata, and then I've got some like maple syrup in here to make it a little bit sweeter. So we both moved on from the rosé is what you're saying? Yeah. I need to step up my game. So that's my that's my new drink. I stepped it up. Ooh, I like it now. What was your second thought you were going to share? We were talking about the Clinton thing. You said you weren't going to forget it. I make no promises. I'm a liar. <laughs> I just have to say that Erica right now looks like a very like posh woman who's about to spill her martini on everyone and not give a fuck right now, which is great. That's actually how I feel. And the nice thing is because it's just me, like I'll just spill it on myself and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All of the world, bitch. <laughs> well, I don't remember. You don't remember. We'd have to listen back to do it. We'd have to listen back, and then I would probably be able to tell you what I wanted to say. We'll <laughs> have, maybe that's a new podcast. Well, as we're you getting, know, huh? Oh, I, I have a question. I want to talk about some of like, what good do you think is going to come out of this time? Yeah, I think that's on the lines of what I was going to ask you. My question was going to be like. What kind of self-discovery are you having here? And so I think those are kind of along the same lines, honestly, because I mean, I can answer like for me, like I have really needed a pause. And I think that, you know, as terrible and horrible as this pandemic is, that it has 
definitely given me pause in certain things that I was concerned about that are no longer concerns to me. And the things that are really important are the things that I'm focusing on. And I think that's a really good thing. And I think that's happening for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are being like, oh, this bullshit that I was concerned about three weeks ago doesn't matter anymore. And what actually matters is all this stuff that's happening and that we're taking care of on a daily basis. So I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. You know, in general, I mean, if we're looking at the silver lining of things. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, for sure, I think that like, like really getting down to what really matters is is important. I think it's been interesting for me to juggle what all those things are. Obviously, my friends matter. Obviously, my my family matters. Obviously, my work matters. Like, all those things matter. And, like, I actually feel like I'm juggling them more in isolation. Because mm-hmm. everyone's like, well, you're just at home now. So, like, you don't have any other excuse. But I also, I'm, and also I want to text, I, I want to email my ex. What's that about? <laughs> well, whether or not that's a good thing to come out of this no, or not. It's a good idea, but I've not wanted to contact him at all until now. What's that about? I mean, I think that just has to deal with you being an empathetic person and want to reach out to somebody. And also, like, you care about them. And, I mean, there have been plenty of people who I haven't talked to in a long time that I've been having FaceTime calls with because I really, like, I was like, oh, I really care about them and I want to talk about, I want to talk to them and check in with them. You know what I think about, though? There were other guys who I thought about, do I want to talk to someone? Oh, yeah, no, I don't. So... He's very recent, though, so I think it's different. But well, it's, like, it's also, I think, just like the people that you actually really care about one way or another. And I think that's been the more interesting thing to me, to like think about like there are other people who I thought to myself, oh, yeah, no, I don't really care if I reach out to them. People who I may have even been close to at one point. But like it, it's been interesting to think about like who bubbled up to the top as someone, even if you haven't spoken to them in a while, including friends who have texts and stuff, like you're like, oh, I need to see if this person is okay. So I find that to be interesting. Something that I'm actually really interested in seeing going forward is how this moment, like like 9-11, like the economy crashing in 2008, this is going to change in probably on a bigger level than those things. This is going to change the world. Mm-hmm. Like people, they're the generation or two behind us who are going to be able to trace their political affiliation back to how they feel about now. There is going to be That's like a great point. Yeah. changes that are made socially. I think the education field is going to be about to be radically shaken up by what's happening right now. Oh, yeah. We're definitely seeing that. And, and some of that actually, I think, needed to happen. I do think we need to be with each other, but I think there's been, like, a lack in traditional schools of embracing some technology and education that is actually more aligned with the way that kids think than the way that we thought and the generation before us thought. So I think that's going to be really interesting. I'm just – I'm really interested to see, like, how is this going to change our world? And I think some of it – like when people are like, oh, let's get things back to normal. And I'm like, oh, but do we want to get back to normal? I think there were some things we were doing before that maybe we shouldn't be doing. But God's sake, there are dolphins swimming in the Venice Canal right now. 
I mean, we're also certainly seeing things in our own jobs in the nonprofit world in which like clearly there were systems that were weak. If we're at this point of vulnerability with our teachers, there there is definitely, I think, a lot of people questioning that and things that need to change. And you can see which organizations are stronger and can afford to continue keeping their teachers on the rosters and and organizations who can't because they had a certain funding model that couldn't. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things. I also feel a little bit like the, the level to which, and I know there was a lot of advocacy that went into this. So shout out to the nonprofit and Mm -hmm. advocates um, like American for the arts, like um, the national, I think it's called the national nonprofit association. There've been several organizations who have been a part of this. The level of bailout that we're seeing being Extended to nonprofit, it's unprecedented. It has never happened. Before. Yeah, I mean, three weeks ago, we all thought we were going to go under. To be honest, yeah, we are. We're yeah. all like, "This is it. We have to figure this out." And yeah, there that is true. There's there's a lot of support, but uh, that's not to say that any nonprofit that you know, listeners, are safe. And just because yeah. like there is a certain bailout happening, it still doesn't mean there aren't layoffs happening to teachers. It doesn't mean there aren't layoffs happening to other nonprofit workers. So and it's limited. But what's interesting about like a lot of these bailouts, though, the contingent one of the programs, the contingency, is that you have to maintain your payroll for it to be forgiven. Yeah, and that's one of that's one of the bailouts, right? And that's right. but that doesn't necessarily, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But again, unprecedented has never happened before. And something I heard on a call, they're like, obviously, there's a limited amount of money, and if we run out, I think a lot of people are going to get it. We're going to fight for more. And I'm like, this is unheard of that Congress is ever giving. There's a lot of stuff that they're doing right now. But God's sake, Mitt Romney was like, let's give people money. And I was like, Mitt Romney? The women in binders guy? The corporation of people guy? (laughs) If you told 2012 Erica that this was going to happen, first off, she would have been shocked about a lot of things that you told her were about to go down within the next eight years. She'd be like, no. No, what Donald Trump? Who did he lose? Who did he win? Yeah, really, Clinton lost. That's who he beat. Like I would have been shocked. But the thing is, though, a lot of people are stepping up and realizing certain things, and like, I think there's something shifting, and we're about to see: are people doing it just to meet this moment, or is this like the Great Depression and how Social Security became a thing? Yeah, and we discovered that. If you make, give people a 40-hour work week and have them work just five days a week, unlike what you previously thought, they'll actually be more productive because they have downtime. Like, those are the kind of things that came out of, like, the Great Depression. World War II obviously led to, like, afterwards, a big boom in the, um, like, economy, middle class. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how this event is going to change our world again. Yeah, I don't know. And, like... Obviously, like, I think we're going to try and do more episodes than we normally do because I think we can just, like, cut these as basic and release them because, like, one, we also know that there are people, like, waiting to just, like, have something at home and listen to something. And granted, this episode was very focused on quarantine because we haven't done one and very focused on COVID-19. But I hope... And it's COVID-19, guys. Proper use, COVID-19. That's what it's called, not connected to any region. That's racist if you're saying that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's call that out right now. Like, 
fuck the president. It's not like, like that's like, don't use racist lingo for this virus, please. General blanket of our program. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the president is the general lingo of the program. But also, like, I think if you're listening to this anyway, you're probably not using. But just in case somebody stumbles on, it's COVID-19. Anyway, (laughs) what I was saying is that, you know, I know this is our quarantine episode that we, like, wanted to do one where we just were talking to those of you who listen and saying, like, we're still here. I think we're hoping to do quite a few more episodes while we're in quarantine and have you know, hopefully (laughs) other than our billion hour day jobs, we will do this at night. We are doing this very late at night for us, by the way, but we're going to hopefully get some other guests in, but, and keep it like lighthearted as we normally do. But I think, I think this is a relative term for us though. Like we may start out lighthearted, but then we start drinking. That's true. We always get, we get, we get a little introspective here. Yeah. We're like, Fuck the white male supremacy. Down with the power. That's usually where we end up once we have enough to drink. (laughs) But I have a thing that... So I have a game. Damn it. I wanted to do a game with you. And I get pissed You should see the face I'm making at Erica right now because I knew she was going to get pissed. But the thing is, is like I don't really have a game. It's not really a game. First, I want to read something. I want to read something. So don't get pissed. And then I have something that we should do. It's not necessarily a game. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not playing a game with you. Next, next time though, Erica, I've warned you the last. I get the next. Okay. But you didn't come up with one. You got to come up with one. I have one. I already have the game. So I will do it next time. I have. Do you want to play it tonight? Or you want to play it when we have a guest? I probably actually could do it off the top of my head tonight. We could play. I do want to play it tonight. Would do you want to play it with just me or when we have a guest? I want to do it with just you. Okay. Do you want to play it now? What do you have? I have a thing that I want to read, and then I have another little like nice closing thing. But if you want to play a game first, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Okay. Okay. Erica has the game this time. This is exciting for me. Okay. So as we all know, the highlight of my week was that on Sunday night. There was, they did an iHeartRadio concert, a living room concert, and featured in this concert was my the loves of my life. Katie, who are the loves of my life? I want to say Nick Carter. No, no, AJ. No, well, no, AJ no. is Ashley's. Nick, uh, yes. Oh, Kevin? That's no, Nick is my favorite. Nick is but yours. I, okay. As a collective, what group do these people? Oh, Backstreet Boys. I thought I was naming a specific Backstreet Boy for a no, second. No. Okay, it's definitely Nick is the love of my life. And if you okay, got it. Look at all the men I've ever been attracted to, you would find an underlying thread there. So we're definitely gonna go with like the Backstreet Boys of the collective. And Great. They perform, and it was so joyous. If you follow me on Instagram, 25% cool. You can see me dancing around my living room, singing at the top of my lungs because I was just like so happy to watch them perform. And I've watched the video a million times and it made me so happy. So in honor of that, Katie, you and I are going to play a game called Backstreet Boys or Insane. Oh, I knew it was coming. All right. Good. So I'm playing. I'm the only contestant. Great. Yeah. I guess okay. I should like... Points or something. I don't. 
uh, yeah, I don't remember. I should tell yeah. I should tell our listeners that relatively I have no stake in either side here. Like maybe I might have listened. No, honestly, I listened to them both equally in like junior high school, and then I abandoned them very quickly for Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins. So, and Letters to Cleo. And right. like the flaming lips. So like here we go. Like cake. Super yes. Cool but Super anyway. Cool Glad you were so cool. So here we you go. Know, so I was like sitting in my bedroom like, I'm missing you like candy. Except you did like Britney Spears. You did like Oh, okay. So Britney for days. My stake in the game is Britney. And so thereby I'm probably more an NSYNC fan just because, the, you know, the whole Justin and Britney thing. But it, relatively like I have no stake in the game. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a series of lyrics, oh, and I shit. need you to tell me if okay. it was fashion or the thing. Okay, ready? All right, I'm ready. I love this, baby. I don't understand why we can't be lovers. Baby, I don't understand why we can't be lovers. Backstreet Boys. No, in sync. Oh, I would have thought that in sync would not have used the word lover. But never and mind. here's what I do. I will I will sing a little I will sing the lyric to you afterwards. Baby, I don't understand. Ah okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. See if you uh, sang it, I could get it. Okay. All right, continue. That's why I'm not singing it. You don't do me the favor of giving me set up before we go into it. I just All right, have fair to enough. Know. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Baby, I will love you more than that. I won't say the words and take them back. That's not from the same song, is it? No. I'm going to go Backstreet Boys. That's in my gut. You're right. Ah! Baby, I will love you more than okay. that. Yes. yes. Right. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Backstreet um, Boys, they're poets. You got to hear the poetry. They, they, are, they are poets. I try to go on like I never knew you. I'm awake, but my world is half asleep. In sync? Backstreet Boys. Are they just all Backstreet Boys? Okay. No. I try to go on like I never knew you. I don't actually know I'm that song. Awake, but my world is half asleep. I did purposely pick something this from like their 2005 album, but it was a hit single. Okay. Okay. And I will take you in my arms and hold you right where you belong. In sync? Yes. And <sighs> I will take you in my arms. I remember that song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was hanging with the fella, saw you with your new boyfriend, it made me jealous. Backstreet Boys? In sync. <sighs> Listen to It Makes Me Ill, because y'all might love this song. I was hanging with the fella, saw you with your new boyfriend, it made me jealous. I was hoping that I never see you with him, but it's all good because I'm glad that I met him. It's a great song. I know that song. What song is that? It Makes Me Ill is the name of the song. Okay. All right. Obviously, Um, even though I love Backstreet Boys, I had all the NSYNC albums too, and I know them very well. What have I gotten here? One? One right? You've gotten two right. Two right? I'm going to do a few more. Yeah. I lie awake, and I drive myself crazy. Oh, NSYNC. Good for you. I got that one. You want to sing it with me? <laughs> I don't even remember it. Okay, wait. You start. I, lie awake, I, I drive myself crazy. crazy. Yep. Okay, I remember yep, that. Yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All, right. All right, cool. Looking back on the things I've done, I was trying to be someone. Oh, that's Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. 
I remember that song. Yeah, I'm picking up steam in the end here. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you a few more. I'm going to give you a few more. No, that one's too easy. I'm not going to give you that one. Bye, that bye, one. bye. In sync. That was the one in my head. That was absolutely. <laughs> that one in my head. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to give her that. That one is too that easy. That too easy. <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you're uh, from. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I got that. As long as you love me, baby. Okay. What um, you did. As long as you love me, baby. Okay, anyway. <laughs> now I'm joining in the Erica sing along. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Okay, I'm going to give you um, one okay. last one. In my head, um, I'm sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about what's the deal with this pop life and when's it gonna fade out. I want to say in sync, but I'm going Backstreet Boys because you had those lyrics off the top of your head. It's in sync. It was in sync. It sounded like in sync. Hearing all these people talk about. Oh shit! Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just the fact that you were so confident with the lyrics. I was like, it's got to be Backstreet Boys. I'm telling you, the truth is, I own all of NSYNC CDs, and my excuses that I would be like, well, I have friends who are NSYNC fans too, so it's just easier if I have like both the CDs in my home, just so that I know. No, I was listening to them both. Okay, so you actually got more right than you got wrong. Oh, shit. Four wrong and five right. Look at that. Yeah. I passed it. Congratulations. I got like a, what is that percentage? Somebody do the math for me. 60%? I don't know. Yeah, you anyway. got like 60%. Okay, that's a D, right? Is that a D? Or is that failing? No, that's still failing. But <laughs> Shit, okay. Well. Higher percentage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know. At least I can get zero. Anyway. Well, okay. So I have two things that I want to I want to close out on, if that's cool. I think the game is really important because it, it leads into what I want to stress. And basically this week, something was sent to me by Melissa Bootshaw, who is a reoccurring guest on this podcast. She really is. Yeah, she is. And uh, she sent me this, and I think it's really important. And I've been sharing this with kind of as many people as I can and this person, Emma Zek, I will tribu- tribute her to this. This thing is going around the internet right now. But I think it's really lovely. And I think it's like a good reminder of like where we are and what's important right now. And we're all in quarantine and feeling like pent up. So, you know, I think there's like a lot of pressure to like make the most of this time or do whatever with this time. And so Melissa sent me this. And I've been reading it over and over, and it just, like, it feels really good to read out loud, so I want to read it. With this open time, you do not have to write the next best-selling novel. You do not have to get in the best shape of your life. You do not have to start that podcast. Call out. (laughs) What you can do instead is observe this pause as an opportunity. The same systems we see crumbling in society are being called to crumble in each of us individually. The systems that taught us we are machines that live to produce and we are disposable if we are not doing so. The systems that taught us monetary gain takes priority over humanity. The systems that create our insecurities then capitalize off of them. 
What if we became curious within this free time and had no agenda other than to experience being? What if you created art for the sake of creating? What if you allowed yourself to rest and cry and laugh and play and get curious about whatever arises in you? What if our true purpose is in this space? As if Mother Earth is saying we can no longer carry on this way. The time is now. I am reminding you who you are. Will you remember? And that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I know that's like a really serious moment for us in this podcast, but I also like really love that and just kind of want to broadcast that. And I've been sending it to friends and I think it's really lovely. And I'm like, yeah, like what if like we didn't put the pressure on ourselves during this time because there are already so many like outside pressures of people just having to figure out their lives. And so like I think it's a really lovely moment that you and I can just sit here in quarantine and play in sync versus Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and it, yeah, and I think that's like a really valuable moment that we just had. So, I, you know, I think uh, I think also like I would like to if you would like to and I can cut this out if you don't want to do this, but I was thinking that maybe we could like call out some people that we love and give them some gratitudes. I might start crying though. I feel like I spent the last two months, last really three to well, I spent the last six. The last the thirty-four beach. years crying. <laughs> the last thirty-four years, but the last six months I've been on the verge of emotion, and in particular because there's been a lot of transitioning happening at my organization during the month of February. Every time someone thanked me for all the work I was doing, February, early March, I almost started crying. So I know. I know that I was already emotionally gradual going into this. I know. But I know we have a lot of like really dear people who listen. And I just was thinking it would be really nice to to shout them out right now and say we're thinking of them. Should we just like, do we want to do a few people or do we just want to do like, like just a couple? You want to just go back and forth and shout some out for a minute? and Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out. As a collective, Gina, Ricky, and Rhonda, my parents, I know that they are, like, really worried about me. I can tell by the way they sound when they call and their text messages and even when they're trying to be cool. I know that they would all be happier if I were just home with them. But um, I, I definitely, I feel your love. I feel your support. And... I, I love you guys, and I hope you guys are okay, too. Please stay home, as every millennial is saying to their parents. Stay right home. Just stay home. Well, stay home when you can. Well, on that thread, I'll shout out my fam, my, you know, my my gangy, number one, OG gangy. And then, you know, my sister listens, Lizzie and Sean, my brother who does not listen, Roy, and my sister from another mister, Mariah, best friend of all time, she listens and I love her. And for, you know, my aunts who listen, my Aunt Cheryl, who you said that you wanted to be like, Erica, my Aunt Cheryl, my Aunt Julie, Cheryl in Turks and Caicos, like the whole fam, Razan, all of them, Sam, you know, Brittany, all, all of my fam. I want to call out in um, many different ways like I like don't even know like how many different ways my colleagues who have like really just been like alongside me like 
just, you know, it's hard to work at a nonprofit right now. It's hard to work at an arts education organization right now. It's hard to work at a place where all your income comes from donation. And even if you do get government funding, government funding can be a little bit tricky right now, depending on who funds you. Sometimes funders are being really tricky about, like, well, you're not in classrooms right now, so that means we technically won't fund. It's kind of crazy right now. And so my colleagues at my organization, I love you guys so much. And even, like, our board and just, like, everyone really, like, like checking in on each other, like, holding each other together and just fighting for our students, fighting for our organization, and really just trying to do right also. Like, we're really just doing everything in our power to try to do right by, like, our teaching artists like the best that we can and in a in a world where like literally every day like like you were saying like a week ago you were like I don't know is this it and then it's like holy crap wait is there actually money coming in to relieve us and then like everybody's trying to get on and figure things out like just everybody really like yes ending that and like I mean I just had a conversation I was talking to my outgoing executive director before you know, we got on here and she's like, you know, I love you. You know, I'll do anything for you. And like, I know. know. So like, I, I love those people. And thank you guys. Yeah. I mean, same sentiment to my organization, like shout out. I know we still have not said what organizations we work for, but look it it up on Google people. Look it up on ask Jeeves. But shout out, yeah, Michelle, best boss ever, like my whole team, all my trainees and all my teaching artists who I couldn't possibly name. We'd be here for hours. They're all just been such lovely people, and I just want to spend time shouting you out and my facilitators for my training program. They've been my rock during this time, and it's been really lovely. And then shifting gears, just like shout out like all the fucking friends who we love. That's Boots, Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Boots, friends. Drew, John, Dan, Liam, Grady. Oh, like just like a fucking Chelsea, Maher. Renata, Carolyn, Erica Ryan. I'm like looking through people who have texted me recently. Jessica, thank you so much for all the work you're doing in the hospital. Julian, thank you so much for being a nurse. You're just a badass. All my boys, Brian, obviously, who I love. My best friends, Laura, Mariah. Like, yeah, so many people. We have to, like, sit here and go through all of our texts. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Darcy. Thank you, Zena. Thank you, all of you guys, for, like, supporting like my organization's like virtual gala that we had to do a couple weeks ago you know like i thank you ivana like shout out craig and autumn and beth beth i love you and shout out kevin yeah troy shout out troy thank you liz thank you liz you're fucking making me a mass and sending it to me from virginia thank you indio for sending me like brainstorming like chicken recipes with me thank you Jeanette like you're uh I can't even Lindsay and Amanda happy birthday Amanda what the day after your birthday now oh happy happy birthday Amanda shout out my Amanda too and shout out Mel again Bootshaw and Jen my writing group thank you Jim Bodie and I know I specifically called out my parents but like 
thank you to all my family and everyone who's been checking in with me. As you all have probably heard, I have a massive family. And I could go on and on and on about all the people. But like Yola, my sister Brittany, my brother Ayende, my brother Jafari, my aunt Naomi. I talked to my grandma the other day. Like, I just, I sent a text message chain out to my family to be like, I'm okay. And then everyone was like, okay. Like, so like, just, I mean... I'm really grateful for you guys, and when I worry, I feel like I worry more about you guys than I worry about me, so I love you guys. Yes. You know, as... Wait. Shout out to you. Thank you, Katie. I was going to say the same fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) I text Katie all the time. Every day, we just like send each other like text messages, but like they're not even full text messages. Look, I'm hugging my computer. Okay, I'll come in. We're hugging. Uh, We're hugging virtually. We just send each other text messages that are like sanity check. How are you? Like it doesn't even like Mm -hmm. be a long thing. But now I feel like I am gonna cry. But like I, oh, we've been on the verge of tears for a while. It's too late for that. Um, for reminding me, the theme of the theme of this podcast, not to text my ex. <laughs> yeah, shout out Erica can... for being the shit right now. We're holding each other's sanity. I feel like so. Yeah, and we're so close to each other, guys. It's so crazy. It's so crazy that we're not seeing each other because we're yeah. so freaking. Close. But if we can social distance. So can you stay the fuck home? Can you stay the fuck home, guys? (laughs) I don't know how many different ways I can tell you this, how much I can empathize. Like I said, my friend is a doctor. I asked her, what can I do for you? And she said, tell tell people to stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. If Erica and I can do this right now, we can podcast via the internet and make this happen. And we only live eight blocks apart. So can you. I've walked past her apartment like four times in the past week and I couldn't go over. Yeah, and we've waved to each other via my window. (laughs) We did. I borrowed her car and she leaned out the window and yelled at me and waved. And then I parked the car and told her where it was. (laughs) (laughs) On one last outgoing thing, one thing we didn't talk about but I wanted to talk about because when we were shouting out people – I shouted out my sister and I want to shout her out again because Lizzie officially got into The Bachelor this year because of you and I and because of our videos. And it's very sad that The Bachelorette will not be happening soon so we can't release any videos. But can we all just talk about real quick for like one minute the fucking Bachelor Nation content coming out of Jupiter, Florida between Tyler C. and Hannah Brown. In it, they're getting it on. Yeah, and I love it. We could, Katie, if we want it, but I already said I didn't want to watch it because it's triggering and it reminds me of my own life. We could watch "Listen to Your Heart." Wait, did they Uh, air that? Not. I think it starts not next Monday, but the Monday after that. Were they already done shooting? Is or something? Yeah, they're done shooting, and it starts like in two weeks or something. Well, unfortunately, I I feel like we might end up watching that. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it because it feels triggering and too close to my own life. Like, no, I don't want to watch two musicians date each other. No, I've been there, done that. I've got a drummer, a guitar player, and a DJ all in my history. I don't need a reminder of that. But apparently that's what we're doing. So I'm in quarantine. I just don't watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, what else are we going to do? 
other than work. Yeah, we we might as well have. We already binge watched together Love is Blind and Tiger King. So that's a whole nother conversation. We'll be back for those. Next episode, we're going to talk about what reality TV you're watching in quarantine. Yes, and we will have a guest on. I think we will have definitely a guest on. We can can scrounge up a guest. We can scrounge up a guest for this. All right, babes. It's been real. Hope you're staying safe in quarantine. You know, stay the fuck inside. Stay the fuck inside. We love you and stay the fuck inside. We love you. Bye, babes. Bye.